0: Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake, you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. I'll tell you what, Lisa's message last Sunday, if you missed it, please go back and take a peek because it was phenomenal and really just on the practical, uh, just receiving of prayer and what that means and laying things at the altar, what that looks like, and i tell you what. Uh, being patient in prayer, and, and so my message today really just couples with hers. We didn't even talk about what our messages prior, so it's kind of cool to see how God just works that all together for our good, and so that's the God that we serve. So again, just can we give uh, honor to where to do to Lisa last week? And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Ted and Lisa have really uh, stepped it up and have really helped us. They came in here, and uh, uh, they have served uh, at another church for a very long time, and they're still uh, part of that church in a lot of ways, and yet they have chosen to come and just invest here with us for a while. And I'll tell you what, we've we gone from wedges to in-ears up here, we're going to a digital board, a lot of things behind the scenes are happening, and that has to do with them stepping in and you know taking vision and running with it. And so can we just thank them again this morning for that? Good. Did you have a good fourth? Yeah? Good. If anybody in my church complained about fireworks on the St. Francis page, you can leave now. Um, if, if you're part of the What the Crap's Wrong with St. Francis page, it's an it's interesting page. Um, it's where people complain about our community, and I just try to be life-giving. So, you know, I posted a joke, you know, and I said, hey, some of us are trying to sleep here this morning, you know, with the fireworks, and, uh, you know, trying to have my coffee now, and come on, and, and just joking around, inviting people to church, but... Uh, last night at about 11 o'clock I heard big booms and so rather than complain I went out because I wanted to watch it was fun it was great so whoever that was in our neighborhood thank you they were beautiful completely illegal but beautiful mind you all right so last week Lisa really talked about prayer what prayer is and at the end really had us practice prayer and what what that is and leave things at the altar, what we pick up from Jesus, what that looks like. And so we're in this series, It's part two, called Say What? And so here's what I want to ask you this morning. I want to I uh, just say something, and, and just really quick, after the message is done, uh, if, if our media guys can throw on a countdown, as soon as that countdown is done at the end of service today, we do have a quick membership vote. So if you are a member, if you have filled out an application, just stay with us. Uh, it's a real quick vote. It's, it's kind of a dumb vote, honestly, and we'll talk about it at the, at the membership meeting we have to do it legally and whatever so love all that fun stuff um but let's say let's let's say we had a contest right now anybody competitive like me yeah okay every guy's hand should be up right now all right come on and uh, i don't like to lose i hate to lose and and i told my son isaac i said hey i can beat you in tetherball anytime I have never lost in tetherball other than one time. And we can't find a tetherball you know, core anywhere. They don't exist anymore. So if you have one, let us know so I can beat the snot out of him, all right? So he knows he can beat me. It's not even funny. He just, just looks at me like he's not even intimidated. But if I were to ask right now, if we were going to have a contest this morning, and I was going to say to you, hey, we're going to have a contest for who who the best prayer is, okay? You're, you're like, you can pray the best out of anybody. You just, you, you can nail it. Or, or you're the worst prayer here, okay? So if we have a contest, we're going to have the best prayer here, all right? You're just like, you're close to Jesus, and you got all those cool words, and, and you can say it, and you can wrap it up really nice, and nifty, and tight, and, and man, Jesus is so impressed with your words, he's so honored, and, and then, and then you got the person that's like new to the faith, or maybe going to, somebody invited me to church, we're having a prayer contest, don't worry, we're not having a prayer contest, we're having a prayer contest, and, and you're like, I feel like I'm the worst prayer in the world. I don't even know how to pray when I, when I pray, and, and I'm new to the faith. I, I still curse when I pray, or something comes out, and, and I don't even know what I'm doing or how it's working. And, and uh, if it, just imagine if we took, you know, there's probably like 80, 90 of us. If we took it and we said, hey, uh, we're going to label who's number one, you're the best, and then who's number 90, you're the worst. How many would be up for that? i will have a little prayer contest. I, 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 think, I think that... Just my son. All right, nobody else. All right. Appreciate that. All right. I'd beat you, by the way, but I'd say I'm just saying, just saying. All right. I'm closer to Jesus. I'm two feet higher here. Um so what I want to say though is this. That's it's not what it's about, obviously. It's not this competitive. I think prayer is so intimidating. Even the word prayer, it's like, oh prayer, oh, that's like that's like me and Jesus, and I I'm not sure what to say, and I don't know how to pray, Pastor, and, and I'm not a pastor. And say it right and so what we end up doing is we end up reverting back to the historical stuff that we know and so the prayer comes out really weird you know like it's the lord's prayer in some weird version that and we just say it because we know it because we've said it at funerals and weddings for the last hundred years or or how many grew up catholic how many every time before a meal you know what you want to pray you know and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but when it becomes this religious tradition rather than from the heart it changes things so what if what if what if Prayer didn't have to be scary. What if prayer was just me just conversing with God? Me just telling God everything I want, everything I need, just giving him my list of wants and desires. That's not what prayer is. What is prayer? Well, a real simple definition of prayer is just conversing. Imagine somebody you talk to, like your best friend. You're talking to them. Do you just keep la, 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 and don't give them a chance to talk? We'd go both ways, right? We talk and we listen. We listen, and then we talk. We converse back and forth. And then we ask questions sometimes. If you're a good conversationalist, you'll ask questions. By the way, tip here, if you're not a great conversationalist, let me give you a tip. Anytime you're in a conversation, ask who, what, where, when, why, or how in your conversation. Because here's why. The other person can't say yes or no to you, and they'll continue to converse with you. It's a great tool to use when you're conversing with somebody. How many have conversed with God, where you've had that conversation, where you can receive, you can listen. I think sometimes it's hard for us to listen because we got our prayer sheet for God. We come to him, and I got my, you know, number one, million dollars. Okay? Number two, you know, uh, perfect, perfect life. Number three, paid off house. Number four, you know, a DeLorean, obviously. Number five, you know, whatever it might be. And you just keep going down the list. That's not prayer. Imagine going to your best friend or your spouse with that list. You know, okay, honey, number one, we only eat at White Castle for a week. Number two, okay, you clean the toilets for a week. Number three, like, you just keep going over and over and over and all the way through it. That's not conversing. That's like telling somebody your list of what you want. That's, I think, what our American dream has come into, you know, our brains and our minds and our heart where we're going, man, God, I just want to tell you what I need. God, I want to tell you what I want. Rather than going, God, what do you want from me? What do you need from me? What if it goes both ways? Now, I've had some cool prayers and I've heard some really weird prayers, and, and prayer, what, for whatever reason, makes people really weird and just cringy. I don't know why, okay? It's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be real simple. It's just conversing with God. There's no formula, there's no like, oh, I, Pastor, I prayed this formula. Somebody taught me this formula. Okay, that's fine. You can use that as a tool in your toolbox to pray, but don't make that your strategy. Or how, how many have ever felt guilty for not praying long enough? You ever felt guilty? I just, just haven't prayed long enough. I know if I, if I pray longer, then it'll be better. And, and sometimes we even hear that from the church. Like, well, you've got to have your prayer life's got to look like this, and it's got to be consistent. Or i all hear pastors, pastors that I read, they're like, man, I get up at 4 in the morning, I spend two hours in prayer. And I'm like, man, you're way closer to Jesus than I am because... I'm not even close to that. Like, I'll wake up at 5 or 6, and I'll pray for a little bit and read my Bible, but I'm not spending two hours every morning like they are. And so am I less than them? No. We just sing about it. It's not about what we do. It's about who he is. Amen? You know, I, th- I think about it like this. And-, and this is what I want to teach. is just some principles on prayer that are real simple. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, I ended up getting a golf membership which is really weird for me because I don't golf that much. I like to fish. But with surgery, I couldn't sit in the boat. So I'm, I'm walking. I can't even use a, you know, a cart when I'm golfing. So I'm literally walking the course every time I go. You know, I let 10 different groups pass me. And, and I'm out golfing. And if you've ever golfed before, uh, golf is a mental game. It's a mental game. In fact, they say you literally spend less than five minutes actually playing golf, and the rest of the time is literally walking from one shot to the next. So your mind's playing tricks on you all the time. Well, I'm out here by myself just golfing. And and I was was getting frustrated about something. I I don't even remember what it was, honestly. And and I remember just like there was nobody around. And I'm on my way to the green. And I hit this really nice shot, so I thought. You know, it was my driver. And it looked like like a 300-yard shot. I was so pumped. It went like 150 yards. And I'm like, what? And so I get up to the ball, and I'm like mad, and I'm going... I'm going, God. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like this, and I'm just like I'm literally yelling at God because no one's around me. And I'm like, God knows what's on my heart already. Might as well tell Him. So I'm like, God, why did you let me be a crappy golfer? God, why? Why does this happen? Why did I have to go through surgery? My butt is still sore. I'm so mad at you. And I'm just yelling. I'm yelling. There's nobody around, so I'm like, I'm having it out. Can I tell you that prayer is probably more real than some of us just reciting stuff? And then I look. There's a couple over laughing at me with their dog because they're watching. But that's besides the point. Thinking, you know, Bright called somebody on me. There's a guy going insane over here right now. Let me give you just seven prayer concepts. There could be a million, but these are just seven that I want to give you today. And you'll see a lot of similarity between my message and Lisa's today. So if you're ready, say yeah. yeah. Alright, if you're not ready, say no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. All right, number one. Don't pray about the plan. Realize prayer is the plan. Okay? Don't, well, I got to pray about this plan. I, I, I just got to pray. No, no, no. Prayer is the foundation. Prayer is the plan. You know, when Heather and I, we started the church almost 11 years ago now, which is just great. We're celebrating 11 years on September 26th this year, guys. Come on, man. And by the way, we are doing, you ready for this? So Pastor David Womblesdorf, who we planted, D-Wom, uh, who's an American Ninja Warrior, who pastors the Grid in Chicago, is going to be joining us on our 11th year anniversary, and he is going to be... Racing against anybody who wants on a real American Ninja Warrior course, we're gonna have outside. All right, so I'm just just priming the pump for you there. That's gonna be awesome, and uh, just really that if you're looking to when to invite people, wait till after summer, and I'll tell you what, September uh, 26th, man, bring it. Vikings game doesn't start till three. For those of you that are concerned about that, anyway, back on here. Okay, we started the church 11 years ago, and we're thinking, man, God spoke to us. We got to start this. God wants us to do this, and we we're so excited, and and we started praying about it, and we're like, Lord. Where do we go? Where do we meet? How does this work? What, what does our team look like? And we're trying to get everything orchestrated and figured out. There was so much more in putting together articles of incorporation, bylaws, making sure we're legal with the secretary of state, making sure we've got nonprofit status, all this stuff that they don't teach you at Bible school. They just don't. And so you've got to figure it out on your own. And as we're figuring all this out, there was two couples. One was named Esther. Maybe you know Esther. She lived on a yellow house here on County Road Seven. And then Mark and Julie Weber, Mark played electric guitar, and uh, his wife's just awesome. They've helped us since the beginning. And they came to me, and they said, hey, we want to tell you something. I said, what? And they go, Chris, Heather, you guys are an answer to our prayer. And I'm like, what? What are we talking about? They said, we have been praying. You ready for this? We've been praying for 20 years for the Bridge Church to start in St. Francis. What? What? Are you kidding me? And all of a sudden, I felt just tiny, because I go, I'm just a part of the plan. We're not the plan. Prayer is the plan, the foundation, and people have been praying years in advance before we even set foot into a strategy or, or a startup or anything. People have been praying continuously. Now, there's this difference and there's this correlation because there's a prayer, I think a lot of times, can become an excuse for us not to do something. Well, I prayed about it, so now I'm going to wait. Lord, we, we prayed about the church. Now, Mark and Julian, Esther... They all prayed, but then they joined us. They came with us. They helped us get stuff launched. So there's this balance between prayer and action. I think a lot of times we pray and we go, God, I'm waiting on a move of God. God, move. And I think God a lot of times is looking down at us and is going, um, you move. I'm waiting on a move of man. I'm waiting for you to move. So when we, pray, when we pray, there's this balance between prayer and action. James chapter 2, verse 17 says, In the same way, Faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is what? Is dead. Is dead. Well, Pastor, I have faith. Okay, are we living that faith out? Well, Pastor, I've prayed. Are we living that prayer out? Man, I've been praying about going to a mission strip. I've been praying, I've been praying. And then one comes your way to go. I don't think you have to pray about it. You just go. Okay? Man, I don't know if God wants me to be nice to somebody. Should I pray about it? No, somebody should smack you. Don't be nice to them. No, Pastor, I, I was praying about buying somebody's meal, and I was behind them at Taco John's for three hours in the drive-thru. Should I pay Should I pay for them or not? Yes, pay for them. Yeah. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm praying about this. If it lines up with Scripture, can I give you a real simple? You don't have to pray about that. If it lines up with Scripture, just do it. When you're discerning purpose and, and what God's calling you to do next, yes, pray, but then take action. Well, what if I get it wrong, Pastor? You will. You will, but God aligns your steps along the way. I would rather get it wrong and take a step of faith than not take a step of faith and get it right all the time. Amen? Amen? So take that step. All right, number two. Everybody say number two. Come on. Number two. Persistent prayer pays off. Persistent prayer pays off. Now, let me, let me say it this way, because I think a lot of times people are like, well, if I just pray, it's gonna get, I'm going to get that Ferrari that I've been praying for my whole life not what the prayer is prayers is conversing with God and so are we consistently communicating with God are we consistently praying and maybe you're going pastor I've tried prayer and, and I, don't, I don't even know if it works can I just encourage you to be persistent because God wants relationship with you he wants relationship with us constantly all the time not just on Sunday morning for an hour all the time and I think what happens a lot of times is, is we give up really close to the miracle we give up in fact. When we started the church a couple years in, we had, we had a bunch of people that said, hey, pastor, we wanted to help you get started, but now we're called to go other places. It was almost half of our church said that. And I'll tell you what, we were devastated. We didn't know what to do. Some of you were around for that time. We got into our upper room, our loft in our house, and we got on our knees and we prayed. We said, God, what do you want? And this is what I believe God spoke to us at the time. He said, if you stop now, you will stop just one step short of the miracle I want to do in and through you. And I tell you what, God has done some incredible miracles through this small church in the cornfield, in this community, in the hearts of people, and through around this world. But God's been doing that way before the bridge. Check this out. So go back to the book of Daniel with me just for a moment. Book of Daniel. Here's Daniel. He comes in. He's not giving up on his convictions. He's eating his diet. He's serving his God. He's not bowing down to the politicians. It's a very short book. Well, chapter 10, towards the end of the book... Daniel, you find out Daniel has this incredible situation that's going. Here, we'll read it together. Here it is. Daniel chapter 10 says this in verse 12 and 13. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Hold on. Stop stop there for just a moment. Okay? Your words were heard way at the beginning of your prayer. Okay? Look at me. Don't look at the screen right now. Think about it this way. If you've ever prayed and you didn't feel like God was answering your prayer yet, that's literally where Daniel was at. He had been praying. His words had been heard, but yet he didn't see God take action with his words yet. We'll read on. I've come in response to them. Finally. Well, how long has this been? But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Now, this is a spiritual battle going on here that's, that's being had right now. This is the angel of the Lord talking about the Persian kingdom. And so this is something in the spiritual realm. We don't know exactly what's happening. But resisted me how long? 21 days. Daniel had been praying and praying and praying. Here's Daniel, one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. Then Michael, one of the chief princes. We've heard of Michael, the archangel, maybe you've heard him that way. But here he is, one of the angels that we read about, came to help me. Because I was detained there with the king of Persia. 21 days Daniel prayed for help. Michael, the angel, was detained by a spiritual force. Couldn't get there. Okay, Angels are not everywhere all the time. Only God is. And so here we see this take place. And Daniel's words were heard, but they weren't followed through for 21 days. Can I just say this? I bet some of us have felt that our prayers have been heard by God, but we haven't felt him respond yet, and maybe it's been years. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because once you speak those words into being, they are there forever. They are there forever. God answered Daniel's prayer, just not in the time, nor the way, nor when, nor how he thought it was going to be. And he, by the way, just check this out. Daniel was a prophet. Just think about that for a moment. So Daniel the prophet didn't have his prayer answered the way he thought it would. So how much for us should we give ourselves grace when it's not answered the way we think God should answer it? Can I hear a good amen? Come on, somebody. Number three. Everybody say number three. Prayer is for the person who is empty and for the person who is overflowing. Okay, so you already caught that, but let me just just paint a picture here, word picture, because I'm an illustration kind of guy. I like word pictures. Imagine this. You know, I love that show Alone. You know that? I don't know if you've ever seen the show Alone on the History Channel. Uh, It's phenomenal. But Alone... There are stranded 10 contestants out somewhere, right now they're in Canada, by themselves. And a lot of them tap out because they start starving to death. And the last guy that we watched yesterday tapped out at 26 days. In 26 days, he had lost over 55 pounds. 26 days, because he was starving. He was literally starving to death. He said, I can't do it any longer. You could see his cheekbones. You could see his, his skull. It was, it was gross because he was literally starving his body to death. Now, on the other side... Think about it like this. How many love Thanksgiving dinner? you love that, that poison that's in turkey that makes you sleep, you know, whatever that is. You know? And and just you're just out and, and you ate like pecan pie and caramel cheesecake and cream corn and, and it's like the heaviest meal you can think of, but it's cold outside, and then you go play football and you vomit everywhere. Like it's just it's just amazing. Like like and, and you, you wear your you wear your stretchy pants on Thanksgiving, right? Okay? I mean you're just sitting there like Oh man, I can't eat anymore, but I'll have there's always room for like one more piece of pie, you know? That's that's like like you're just you are overflowing full. Now just equate that with me spiritually. I think sometimes we feel more like this, where we're on alone, we feel alone, we feel abandoned, we don't feel like God is showing up the way we want him to, the way we think he should, and we feel like God has just abandoned us alone, and we feel like we're spiritually starving to death. We're going, man, I've prayed it's not working the way I want. God's not answering how I want. It's not happening. I'm just hungry. I'm I'm, I'm empty. I need something. I need it. And we're like, when you get to this place, what do you think happens when those contestants go back to base camp? Probably eat right away. Right? Probably eat right away. What happens to this? You know, if, if it's us, if we are that desperate, imagine what happens if we're that empty. What do we do? We should be clinging to God that much more in prayer. God, I just need you. I want you. I think what happens a lot of times is when we're here, this is a great place to be, but sometimes I think this can actually be a curse rather than a blessing. Because I'm good, God. I'm good. I'm okay. But if you're in this spot and you're overflowing, you're full in life, whatever that looks like for you, then my encouragement to you is let your praise become your prayer. Now, God, I just thank you. Thank you so much for me in this spot. Lord, I didn't deserve to be here. You've blessed me in this way or that way, and God, I just want to give you praise because it's not about me, it's about you. And so whether you're empty or in the overflow, we can pray, and we need to, because otherwise when we're here, he'll bring us here, okay? Does that make sense? You with me? If you're with me, say yeah. Yes. First John chapter 5.14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So remember that. Whether you are overflowing or whether you're empty, no matter where you're at, you can go to His throne. You know what this really means? You can approach Him anytime. Confidence we have in approaching God. Are we confident that we can approach Him? Even if you lack a little bit of confidence, allow the Holy Spirit to give that to you so you can approach Him because He will listen to any of us. He wants us to converse with Him. Number four. Number four. Prayer is not an addition but a foundation. Allow prayer to be a foundation piece of your faith journey. Don't just, oh, I got to add it on. I got I to add it on afterwards. Or it's just Sunday morning, you know, Pastor Chris prays for us. And, and that's my prayer for the week. If you're new to the faith and prayer scares you, get over it. Seriously, the sooner you can get over it. And I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful prayer. I can tell when somebody's new to the faith and they're praying. I remember the first time I prayed, I was scared to death. I didn't know how to pray or what to pray. And I'll tell you what. I love it when you are praying next to me. When you don't know how to pray, I think God loves that because he blesses that prayer because it's just from your heart. Like, God, I, I don't know what to say. I love you and I love donuts. Amen. Like, like that's literally how those prayers can go. But it's from the heart. It's real. I only like Krispy Kremes, FYI. But It's not just a Sunday morning occurrence. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to... Everybody say, devote yourselves to prayer, prayer. being watchful and thankful, whether we're empty or full, making it a foundation, not an afterthought. I think we get caught up in the words and the amens and the tradition that we miss out on the blessing and prayer is a blessing. It's a tool given to us. Number five, everybody say number five. (laughs) Patient prayer is powerful. Lisa talked about this last week. Are we patient in prayer? You see, God doesn't answer prayers the way we think. How many here, just round of applause, God has answered your prayers all the time, every time the way you thought he (laughs) was? Liar. (laughs) Half the time I heard half the time. That's pretty good. 50%. I'll go with 50%. But a lack of patience is a lack of trust, where patience, especially in prayer, shows trust. God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you. I I know that you can do it. I I believe in you, Jesus. I know you've got me, I know you can do it, whatever it looks like. Now, this one's a real tough one. In fact, patient prayer is powerful, it's really tough, because, you know, some of you know my cousin, and a few years ago, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I remember going to her house, her and her husband, Aaron, and Aaron you know, married her, married into the family, and... I was devastated because she's one week away from my age. And so I'm 42. She would have been 42 today. And I went into her house. They live in Woodbury. And and I went there and I said, hey, can I just come in and can I pray with you guys? He was one of the worship leaders at Woodland Hills, a bigger church in St. Paul. And and they're Christians. They're spirit-filled Christians. They love Jesus with all their heart. They felt called to go back to a Presbyterian church to really help their ministry there and to tell people about Jesus, not just the traditions about him. And they were doing everything right, everything good. Like, if you, if you looked at, like, the perfect model family, they would be on the cover of that magazine. And so I was so mad at God when, when she got cancer. I, I didn't understand it. And so I was praying, and I was patient in my prayer. I was persistent in my prayer. I was allowing prayer to be that foundation. I was empty because why would God allow my cousin, the one who's a Christ follower, to get cancer? I, I didn't understand it. And I, I'm not even sure I could give you an answer to that right now. But here's what I do know. I went in and prayed, and we're just praying for healing. Like, I believe God can heal. I believe God can, can change. I believe God can raise the dead. I believe God is not done in the miracle business at all. I believe he's still into it all day long. I believe he can do whatever he wants. We just have to be a willing vessel and we pray. And so I was literally believing that I was going to heal her on the spot, that we're going to hear this testimony of her being healed, and, and instead she passed away a couple months ago, or about a year ago now. And and when she passed away, my heart sunk. And I was really wrestling with God because I was patient in my prayer. I was I was following the principles of prayer pretty well. And I didn't understand why this would happen. And and you know that prayer, if I can be real just vulnerable with you, you know, a lot of people we we use it out of context. In fact, the verse of the day today is, you know, God, you know, all things are possible that's really taken out of context. That's not like uh, we can do any, like if, if you're bald and you lay hair, you know, you, you, you know, you're just not going to make hair grow back. Okay. That's not what the verse means. I'm sorry. Okay. It's called Rogaine. And uh, you can try, go ahead. But the more you rub it, the less chance you have anyway. Um, and so I was devastated because I thought, God, why would you not want to heal her? Why is this happening? I'm praying, Lord. I'm praying. And and I know you can do a miracle. And so I was so distraught. I actually reached out to, I guess it would be my cousin-in-law afterwards, and I just messaged him. His name's Aaron. And I said, Aaron, I said, I'm really battling this. And this was less than a year ago. And I said, I've been praying. You know, I came over, and we've been praying, and a lot of people have been praying. And just to make, make it even harder, her dad is a medical doctor who received a grant from the U of M to do research. And so they have been trying so many different things. And, and it was just so hard to watch and feel like you couldn't do anything about it. You ever been there? That's a tough place to be. It's a really tough place to be because then when it happens, and I know a lot of you have experienced tough things in life, and when it happens, you want it to unhappen. You want to change it. You you wish your prayer could literally, if I could turn back time. You know, like literally, all right? That's what we want. And what happens is we live in this reality that we have to accept. And so I I asked my cousin-in-law, I said, I, God can do a miracle, and I said, I'm so frustrated that he didn't, and I'll never forget Aaron's response back to me. It was so beautiful, and he said, you know, Chris, he says, I see miracles differently. He goes, she's now with Jesus. She's completely healed. She's completely whole, and, and to be honest, at that point in the message that he sent me, I was mad because I hate when Christians do that. They're like, oh, they're just with Jesus now. They're all healed, and they're better, and I'm like, no, I want them healed on this right now, and he goes, you know what, Chris? He, and and he, like, he heard my objection even before he read it. And he said, even if God would have healed her, we all eventually pass. And it changed my perspective. And I realized the miracle isn't in my prayer changing God's will. The miracle is in God changing the hearts of men when we pray. That's the miracle. And so the patient prayer isn't waiting on me to change God. It's allowing me not to give up on God changing Think about that for a moment. We're not here to change God. He's what I call immutable. He doesn't change. Okay. When we pray, we're not going, God, we're trying to change your mind. What we're doing is we're aligning ourselves with God's will for him to change our minds. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. After I prayed for Catherine, my cousin, and it didn't happen, I'm like, God, I feel like I'm a man in right standing. I'm not perfect, but Lord, your Bible verse says this in James. Like, Why are you not doing this? And here's why. I give you just wisdom, I believe, and this goes in the last couple years of our world. If you're going to remember anything today, this isn't even really about prayer, but I believe this is for somebody today, is that we often, every single one of us, we are blinded by our own perspective. We're blinded by our own perspective. And so it's hard for us to see objectively what God is doing. It's for us to see the big picture when we only get little, tiny portions. So be patient in the prayer. It's powerful when we're patient. Let it simmer. Prayer, let let it just be. You know, we we can have microwave prayers, and that's okay. But sometimes those crockpot prayers, they're great too. They're both great. You don't need one or the other. It's not a formula. They're both pertinent. Everybody say number six. Prayer is an invincible weapon. Invincible. Think about that for a moment. There's nothing that can conquer prayer. It is an invincible weapon. I am convinced that there is no greater spiritual weapon out there than prayer. If that is true, are we utilizing the weapons that we have? Are we utilizing that weapon that Jesus gave us? Are we utilizing it to its fullest potential? You know, why try battling a fight on our own when God's already won? He already did He already did. He already took it. He already beat the grave. He already did that through the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Okay, You can be rejected by men. You can be insulted. You can even be laughed at when you pray. But can I just tell you, the moment that you pray something, again, those words are eternal. And God will answer your prayer. Just not in the way that maybe we think. He doesn't do that. He answers requests in his will. He listens to the praise. And he meets you where you're at when you need to confess. You ever feel guilty about something? Can I just tell you the greatest place to be is at the feet of Jesus. "Ah, Man, man, I'm I'm guilty about this. I feel bad about this. I get calls all the time from people that are like, man, I'm I'm struggling with this. or I'm dealing with this. And my first question often is, have you prayed about it? Well, well, no, no, no. I need to talk to you first. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Pray about it, then call me back. When I let them go, 90% of the time, they will not call me back. Now, either they they don't want to listen to what I have to say, or they're praying. I'm going to go with prayer, okay? Last one. Here we go. Number seven. Everybody say number number seven. Last one. Last one. Here it is. Ready? This is a big one. Prayer is to be persistent, consistent, and insistent, and filled with intensity and urgency, purposed in advancing God's kingdom. That's what it is. Okay, Nonstop. That's, that's deep, so write that down, memorize that, whatever you need to do. Okay, Persistent, consistent, and insistent, and filled with intensity and urgency, purposed in advancing God's kingdom. All right? I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. I don't have these up on the screen for you. You can listen back if you want, but here it is. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me, and He heard my cry. Psalm 88. O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you, Chronicles 16, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Psalm 116, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I shall call upon him as long as I live. Acts chapter one, these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles, teaching to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayer. We could be here all afternoon. Ephesians chapter 6, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on alert with perseverance and petition for all the saints. Oh, peace there. Romans chapter 12, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation devoted to prayer even in tribulation 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 pray without ceasing that's pretty simple thanks Paul Genesis chapter 32 way back to the beginning let me go for the dawn is breaking but he said I will not let you go unless you bless me do we have that intensity to hold on to Jesus in our prayer life no matter how it goes I do I don't have anything else I, i have banked my life on the fact that jesus is real and is the son of god and that when i pass away someday because of him in me i receive eternal life that is it that's the salvation message right there okay that's it he doesn't look at my works he doesn't compare me to other people he doesn't look at how great i was as a dad or how good i was as a pastor he doesn't look at how good i was as a person he goes did you know my son jesus you have a relationship with Him. Now, I want to talk to those this morning that are the doubters because I was there once. Jesus knows you doubt. He's not afraid of your doubts, not afraid of your skepticism, your questions, or maybe you think this whole Christian thing is just a bunch of crap. Tell Him that. He's not afraid of that. Be honest with Him. He already knows what you're thinking inside your heart. He does you not gonna. You you cannot scare Jesus. You cannot surprise Him. So I want to pray with you, but I want to give you just a moment where you're at to just confess. Or if you go, God, I don't even know if I believe right now. Will you show me? Ask Him that. If you're going, God, I don't even know if you're real, and I don't even know if I want you to show me. Tell Him that. Or maybe you've been a Christian a long time, and you go, Man, I, I feel kind of stagnant. I need something. Tell him what you need. Pray. We're going to pray for just a moment, okay? Even if you've never prayed before or you're an atheist, pray with us today. If you're an atheist, tell him. He already knows that. God, if you're real, show up. Because if you're an atheist, you really have no purpose. No offense. No, actually offense man. okay? Because I want you to realize you have purpose. God's created you with a plan. He's laid it out. And he wants that relationship with you. Don't miss it. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I want to pray with you while we're all standing just for a moment. See, the biggest mistake that we can make is if we just let prayer be this one thing we do right now on Sunday morning. Okay, if you are going to shop for your spiritual groceries only on Sunday morning, you are going to starve to death. And so, allowed to have that relationship with Him. So, this is what I want to ask right now. Okay, just, just everybody, just, just eyes closed right now. You can talk out loud. You can pray. I want you to just tell tell god what's on your mind what's on your heart if you need to accept him tell him that if you're doubting him tell him that if you're wondering about your purpose tell him that if you're hurting tell him that if you feel blessed and you're going god i don't even know right now if i need you tell him that because i don't want you to realize that you do just take a moment 30 seconds he doesn't always you know speak to us verbally but it's communing with god so now just for a moment i don't want you to say anything but just with your eyes closed and your ears wide open to what he wants to speak to you God, prayer doesn't have to be scary. I thank you just for the authentic prayers that were just spoken. Maybe in our minds, maybe out loud from our hearts, but you receive those. God, would you answer those prayers according to your will? Father, if there's anyone in here this morning that doesn't know you, I pray that they would say yes to you. They would say, Jesus, I believe in you. You're the son of God. You came to save me forgive me of my past and I want to serve you my whole life. Father, for those that doubt this morning, would you answer their doubts? Would you reveal yourself to them? God, for the spiritually hungry, would you give them yourself? You are the living water. You're the sustenance we need. For those, God, that are spiritually full, would they see their need for you before we feel it? Would they see their need for you? And would you, To bless them wherever they're at this morning. God, thank you for our time. I thank you that we can say whatever. And you're not offended or scared, but you listen to our hearts. Thank you for just being with us this morning. You just feel the sweet presence of your Holy Spirit here. And we just want to thank you for being with us because it's about you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we give us some praise this morning?